whenever we do an interview relating to the state of the CBD, then inevitably someone would come on air or come on the WhatsApp line and, and, and talk about um, the use of drugs out in the public eye. I, I saw it this morning. Something that we can't overlook. It's, it's, it's right there. Uh, substance dependence is an issue. But the city has incorporated issues of safe spaces where people can use um, substances responsi- responsibly, providing needle replacement programs, drug replacement programs. Sean Shelley is a, a, a policy expert when it comes to, to, to people dependent on, on drugs, particularly injectable drugs. Sean, thanks so much uh, for joining us. Of course, it's quite visceral when you see someone shoot up in public. I saw it this morning, but it's something that we can't escape living in a world city like Cape Town. I've seen it in almost every major city that I live, not condoning. But at the same time, we have to admit that substance dependence and particularly with injectable drugs is part of the city. And we must work to mitigate that. Good morning, Sean. Morning, Lester. Yes, uh, certainly. What you? We, Go ahead, John. No, no, I, I was just agreeing with you that it is uh, quite a visceral experience to see that. Um, and you did raise a good point earlier that for the person injecting drugs, it is often not very dignified either. Uh, I would argue all the time not dignified, and probably not the best choice that that you know, or, you know, that one would think that people have. But in, often it's the only choice that people have. Uh, in these circumstances. So we need to, to accept the fact that there are going to be people using and injecting drugs um, and uh, our choice is whether we allow that to happen in public spaces or in uh, safer spaces. Mm. We, we often, and already a, a message of, but drug use is illegal, illicit drug use is illegal. And if done in a public space, if a law enforcement sees that, then, 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 then people should be arrested and, you know, prosecuted for illicit drug use. That isn't always the best response to issues around substance dependence. Well, you know, there have been years of research and we know that by arresting somebody for using drugs, A, doesn't stop them using drugs, and B, contributes to overcrowding in prisons, creates criminals out of people who otherwise wouldn't be criminals, uh, stops people from accessing services, and probably increases drug use and increases the burden of diseases, not only on the person who's injecting the drugs, but also the person, you know, the communities that these people live in. So it's not a solution just to keep arresting people. Uh, We're just going to end up with overcrowded prisons and more disease and more injecting drug use. Um, the um, the programs of safe spaces have worked. I know the city of Cape Town uh, runs a, a safe space program, but we've seen a, a great deal of of effectiveness in, um, f- f- in the Twane Metro of safe space programs, drug and needle replacement programs. Tell me about the efficacy, the how how those programs work. Okay, so in South Africa, we currently don't have safe consumption spaces. Um, we've got safe spaces for, for homeless people and where people can um, go and find some shelter. But we have got spaces where there are some sort of de facto um, non-arresting uh, sort of spaces where, where there's a, a sort of a blind eye turn to 
injecting drug use, but there are no official safe spaces at the moment in the country. Um, what we do have is we've got needle and syringe programs, and we've got drop-in centres for people, which, um, you know, in, in, in theory, uh, people don't consume drugs at those spaces because uh, there's still not a legal framework or support for it. However, there are moves towards uh, safe consumption spaces because nowhere in the world has there ever been an overdose in a, uh, you know, death in a safe consumption space. And also they've been shown over many years to reduce the number of inappropriately discarded needles, the, the number of overdose deaths and the transmission of um, you know, blood-borne viruses. But also they've increased the uptake of services for people to get help with their dependence and to maybe resolve that dependence as well. Uh, yeah, and needle and syringe programs are now written into the national strategic plan. They're part of the national drug master plan, so they're here to stay. But of course, nobody wants needles discarded in public spaces. But there are several things we can do to stop that. And the problem is most of the people who are complaining don't want to support the ways of stopping the needles in uh, public spaces. And so they, they kind of become complicit in, this, in, in the problem itself. Uh, and, and that's what we've got to work against is educating people about the importance of these programs and how to stop needles from being discarded in public spaces. Sean Shelley, he is a policy advocate, particularly when it comes to uh, supporting people who are drug dependent, a policy advocate for safe spaces uh, and harm reduction when it comes to drug dependency. I'd, I'd like your thoughts of living in the CBD and, and, and witnessing it's, it's very visceral. It's undignified for the person who is injecting drugs. I'm sure if they would want to do it in the space and comfort of some place that they can call a rudimentary home or safe space, they would do so. But time and again, there are plenty of messages on our radio station with people talking about seeing people injecting drugs. I know, I've seen it myself. I saw it this morning. It's a very visceral experience. But I also think about the dignity of that particular person. Morning Lester, sad situation right outside the castle. What is the city doing to clean up spaces in particularly tourist attractions and heritage sites like these and also provide shelter to those people? We're going to be speaking to the councillor for Ward 77, the CBD, Francine uh, Higgum, at 8 o'clock. But 021 446 